0: First Corinthians chapter 13, are you there? I'm excited about the series we started last week. How many of you were here last week for part one of our series? And uh, I shared a message called Everyone's Invited, Tear Down the Walls. And, and this is part two of the series. Uh, I love Miami. We're excited. We're going into this city believing that God's going to use us for such a time as this. And uh, I really believe that today is also going to be vital. Pray we all understand. Pray you're all leading. Can I just say the 9 a.m. looks amazing this morning. It's packed. It's awesome. Keep inviting friends. Keep bringing people to the 9 a.m. I love it. First Corinthians chapter 13. We really believe God has called us to this city. I keep saying First Corinthians chapter thirteen, and then I keep talking, but we're about to read. We're going to read, but I'm just excited and uh, really believe that God has called us to this city for such a time as this to be part of a community that's not just going to exist, but it's going to exist to touch, to heal, to deliver, to serve, and uh, to love our city. So, First Corinthians chapter thirteen, I'm going to begin to read in verse one, and uh, if you don't have a Bible, you can follow along on the screens as well. It says like this: If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels. But have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. Wow. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all the faith so as to remove mountains, but I have not love, I am what? Come on, 9 a.m. strongly. If you had some cafe, I am what? Nothing. Nothing. I am nothing. Verse 3. If I give away all I have and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. Verse 4. Love is patient. We, we, we've all heard this part. You go to a wedding, this is people's uh, favorite verse to share at a wedding. Ask them about it a couple years later, they don't remember First Corinthians. <laughs> <laughs> love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist. Stop elbowing your spouse in service right now. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. It says, love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. I think Paul's trying to make a point here about all things. He says it four times. Another translation says, always. Love bears always. Love believes always. Hopes always. And endures always. Out of these uh, few seven verses, I want to share a message with you this morning as we continue into our series. I was thinking about the words "I love Miami," right, and how we want to be a community uh, in a city, how we want to be a church in a city that that really loves our city, that really serves and helps our city. And I think we have to begin. We have to go back to what what, what does the word love even mean? If we're going to throw the word around and say, "Hey, we love Miami, we love our city, we love our neighbor, we love." The person is sitting next to us, hey, neighbor, I love you. Hey, my friend, I love you. My brother, my sister in Christ, I love you. Well, well, well then what is love? Let, let's go back to what is love. If you're taking down notes, which I hope you are because you get VIP packages in heaven if you do, you can do it on your phone or on a notepad. Uh, this is the subject today is what is love? I want you to write that down. And today is going to be a short message. If you can, I want you to stay uh, to the end of service. Uh, We have uh, an announcement today, so if you can't just stay to the end. I'm going to be short today. I'm going to be done in about 45 minutes. Just kidding. In about 20 minutes, and then um, we're going to worship one more time and have an announcement. um, But we're excited today. What is love? And I pray we all have a better understanding of love today. Uh, I don't know about you, but I'm trying to get a better understanding of love. I want to understand love. I want to know love. Come on, let's bow our heads, close our eyes, and ask God to bless this time. Father, we thank you. We love you. We thank you for who you are. We thank you that you are love, God. God, we thank you that you first loved us. We pray that today you may have your way in this place. We pray that, God, you would breathe upon every heart, upon every life. I pray that you would lift up every head, open every eye. God, I pray that today, God, we would uh, have a fresh revelation of who Jesus is have your way in this place today, God, as we talk about Miami. God, right now, we pray that you bless our city, God. We pray right now that you pour out blessings over our city, Miami, God. We declare open heavens over Miami, God. But God, to every commissioner, to the mayor, God, to every government office, God, we pray that our city would be blessed. We pray that you would give us influence, God, that you would open the door of opportunity in this city to serve and to love and to help, God. Thank you for the best city in the world, God. Thank you, God, that that hurricane is not going to come over here God and we're gonna have sunshine and good weather as we are in the month of October God we thank you bless this city in Jesus name all God's people say come on 9am all God's people say can you give God one more shout of praise come on if you love Him. I wonder if we've ever missed a point have you ever missed a point of something like have you ever missed one like like for example yesterday my my brother's about to get married in about a month and a half two months he's about to get married so he decided for all the groomsmen to get together and he said hey I want us all to go play paintball let's all go play paintball and uh can I tell I've never played paintball in my life I've heard a lot about it my brother had always told me he's the one that he had a specific paintball gun and all that like you know um just loved it he's like hey let's let's go play paintball and I said um Oh, I'm not really sure. I heard uh, the paintball stings a little bit. Uh, I don't feel like getting hurt on a Saturday. Um, You know, tomorrow we got church. And uh, he's like, hey, don't worry about it. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a good time. Come join us. Come play paintball. And I said, okay, it's my brother's wedding. Let's do it. We're all all in this together. We're a community of love. And uh, I said, okay. So I'm not gonna lie. As I was entering the, the paintball field, I was praying in tongues, and I said, "God, help me. Go before me. Protect me. You are my shield, my buckler, my tower of refuge." And I'm praying all kinds of prayers. And uh, I'm, I'm just, you're just as you approach the field, you're hearing shots everywhere. And I'm like, "Wait, are those real shots? What's going on?" Uh, I'm I'm scared. I'm like, "Oh my good, what what is about to happen?" And I enter the field. And 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 you know, I me, mean, I'm I'm pretty I'm a pretty observant person. So I'm just looking around, and I said, "Okay." Uh, we're about to begin. He said, okay, this is it. We got to feel to ourselves. And he says, this is it. And uh, it's going to be our team versus their team. Like, okay, we're getting ready. And I'm, I'm just looking around. I'm observing. And I said, okay, I, what I've noticed was if you just stay behind a barrel, nobody shoots you. I'm not going to experience what it, what it feels like to be shot by a paintball. So I said, how about if I just stay behind a barrel the entire time? Like, I'm just going to stay behind a barrel the entire time. So the game begins, and I see my brother and a couple of his friends just go off, take forward, and and, and shots are flying everywhere. Usually you get shot once you're out of the game. They said, no, no, this is mercy, mercy. Until you don't want to get shot no more, you stay in the game. And it's our team. And I said, I don't like the sound of this. This is not good. Don't think Jesus wants us to do this. And uh, so I'm behind a barrel, and I'm just shooting behind the barrel. And uh, the first, like, two or three games, I didn't get shot one time. And uh, my team kept winning. I was, like, just sniping on everybody. And I'm like, okay, I'm getting the hang of this. This is fun. Uh, but they were all talking about how, how it feels like to get shot by a paintball. They were cracking up. They were having a good time. And I felt a little bit left out. So by the third or fourth game, I'm standing behind a barrel, and I said, you know what, this isn't the point of the game. Like, like the point of the game is not to stand behind a barrel and uh, never get shot. And I'm going to go through my whole life never getting shot by a paintball. <laughs> I said, I have to experience what it's like. God go before me, I'm about to do this. And I just told my brother, hey, hey, I'm going in, just I'm gonna be the target so you guys can go ahead. And as I'm saying this, I'm like, Alex, what are you talking about, this is crazy, this is nonsense. But I decided to run out, I run out into the open field, like, like, hey, hey shoot me with a paintball, I don't care. I wanna know what it's like. As one hit me right by my ribcage, I was asking God for forgiveness. I was asking God for his grace. That thing stung. And uh, it was mercy. So you're not going out on the first shot. And I, I'm like, I'm going to go around him. I don't care. I'm gonna, but as, as I just ducked for a moment, and uh, you can tell he lit up my whole head. I have been shot about 10 times with a paintball all over my body, my head, everywhere. Uh, One of my friends that went with me, it was two of us, we just said, we're gonna run out. Uh, He fell to the ground. I mean, I'm like, this is war. What's going on? Like, this is crazy. I'm like, mercy, mercy, mercy. Like, that's it. We're done. We're out. But but a few moments later, as the game finished and we're walking out, I said, you know what? The entire time, I was missing the main point. The main point is not to stay behind a barrel, the main point is to enjoy the game, have fun, have a good time. was missing it. At the end of the day, I may look ridiculous today, but I know what it feels like to get shot by a paintball. I don't care. Like, I was having a good time. Have you ever missed the main point? The other day, me and, me and Diana, we went to an Italian restaurant. We said, hey, we want, like, real, legit Italian uh, food. So we went to a restaurant on Miami Beach, and they say this is authentic. This is the real deal. As we sit down and we start eating, we said, this is horrific. This is, this is t- who eats this? This is, like, disgusting. It was really bad. It was a really bad restaurant. And uh, I'm not going to name the name, but I'm just saying, like, pray for them. This is really bad. What well, we noticed, the main thing that was missing was salt. Anybody hate eating without salt? How can you be missing the main ingredient? How can you eat without salt? And it got me thinking, I wonder if we ever get to a place where we are having church, doing church, but we're missing the main ingredient, which is love. I mean, we've gotten together to worship God. We've gotten together to sing praises to God. But we've forgotten about the love of God. And it's the reason that we are here together. It is the reason why we worship. It is the reason why we sing. It is the reason why we're a part of a community. Because the love of God was so awesome. The love of God was so great that even when we were sinners, he came down, he died for me and for you. Oh, come on. When we were far away from God, he brought us close. When we were dead in our sins, he came and he says, I believe in you. I love you. It is love that has brought us together. Oh, come on. I wish somebody really was excited about the love of God. We don't gather. To just sing some songs. We don't gather just to have a good time. You don't gather just to sit next to the neighbor that you're with today. You probably like that person. Cool. But that's not the main reason why we gather. Why we gather is because love has brought us together. Because we were all dead in our sins. Even though there are differences in maybe the way we live, differences in our culture, differences in our background, when we all were captured and enamored by this great love, it brought us together in a house on a Sunday morning. This is why we gather to celebrate the love of Jesus that died for us on a cross. And I wonder if sometimes we're just gathering, missing the wrong point. I'm not saying we are as a community. I'm not saying this church is. I'm talking about the church at large. And uh, I heard a preacher say one time, it's better to have a preventative message than a correction message. Can we get to a point where, where love is not in our mix? Can we get to the point where we are having services, but there is no love for one another? There is no love for the person you're sitting next to. I mean, we just come to church just to come to church. Already? <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Help me, Jesus. Can, can we get to a point where, where we, don't, we, don't, we don't really love the person we're sitting next to? I mean, we, we say it, but we, we don't really love them. I mean, when you love somebody, you're, you're invested into this person. You care about this person. You care about their family. You care about their well-being. You care about their health. You, you really go out of your way to say, hey, I, I love this person. I think we throw around the word love very easily. I love ice cream. I love Italian food. I love dogs. Hate cats, but love dogs. I mean, we just throw around the word love. Love, 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 love. But what, what is love? What does it mean to love? Why are we gathered here on a Sunday morning? We're saying we love Miami. Last week we talked about breaking down walls and that everybody's invited as a church that we never say, hey, you can come in and you can't come in. But everybody's welcome. And as everybody's starting to come into our house, our community, our relationships, do we love them the way we should love? I mean, because what is love? Love, I mean, we can all have an idea about love. Love, some people, you would, you would talk to some of the young people here on Friday nights, they might say, love is a feeling. I mean, I get these butterflies when I see her come in, her long hair and her nails, and oh my gosh, she's Bay Crush, Woman Crush Wednesday. You know, all these things. What, is that love? Is that love? Is it a feeling? Is it an emotion? Is it, is it I'm feeling, I'm, I'm feeling like loving you today, so that's love. Well, what about if you get married and 10 years down the road, you wake up one morning and you don't feel the butterflies. You don't feel the goosebumps. You don't feel. I mean, you, 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 you're like, oh, I'm just in a bad mood today, and, and you're getting on my last nerve. Let's, let's be real. We're, we're humans. It's going to happen. Well, 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 then what? Do you stop loving that day? Well, that day is there is, there is no love in the, in the marriage then. Well, I'm going to wait till I get those feelings again. No, lo- love love is more than that. It, here in the Bible, in the book of First Corinthians chapter 13, Paul, Paul's about to begin to describe love, what we just read. A lot of people love, love this passage. A lot of people use it in, in, in their weddings. A lot of people print it out or, or they buy it and they put it on a wall and it sounds nice. It sounds romantic. But, do you know, it, it wasn't meant that way. It was actually meant as a rebuke. It was meant as a correction because the Corinthian church was having a lot of great services. The Corinthian church was, was growing. It was thriving. Corinth was a, was a wicked city. There was, there was orgies and, and pagan festivals and they were going crazy. This was a wicked, wicked part of, of Corinth. And here's there's this church that's thriving and growing, and they're having services, and they have all the spiritual gifts you can imagine. They're doing everything right. It just seems that way, but what's missing is love. And, and Paul's about to begin to write to them and say, hey, you're abusing these spiritual gifts. You're going crazy with all these things, and what you've got to remember, it is all about love. So he starts to write to them. And what sounds poetic, what sounds nice is actually a stern rebuke from Paul. And Paul's about to say, hey, love, love love is more than what you think. If we can put it up again, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 1 and 2, look look at what he says. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but I have not love, I'm a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. Listen listen to what he's saying. He said, if I speak in tongues, angelic tongues, in in the Corinthian culture, it, it was very, very, it was a high regard if you spoke more than one language. I mean, some of them spoke up, it's believed, up to six or seven languages, and if you spoke six or seven, it's like, whoa, like, like like whoa, that person, I mean, they're smart. They're amazing. We want to be close to that person. You speak a lot. You just had, you, you held your head up high if you spoke a lot of languages. Whoa, six, seven, eight languages, that's amazing. And he said, hey, you can speak all these languages. In fact, you can speak in angelic tongues, giftings. I mean, you have this gift, spiritual gift. But if, but if there is no love, it says you are a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. You know what Paul's saying here is, is actually a rebuke. Okay, because what he's saying, a noisy gong was that there was a, a theater, a local theater in Corinth, and the theater used to make noise with this gong. So what he's saying is if you don't have love, you're just like the theater and you're just a play actor. Whoa, wait a minute. Wait, wait, Paul, this is, this is harsh. How can you say this about me? Wait, are you just playing church or are you being the church? Are you gathering to really love one another? Because otherwise we can just all get up, go to the local theater, and just play a part on a stage because there is no love. It is empty. It has no no sympathy toward one another. It has no love for one another. He says you're just play actors. And then he says a clanging cymbal. Clanging cymbal was what the, the local cult used to use in their worship. Clanging cymbal was a horrible instrument. It literally made no intelligent sound. And they used it in their cult practices Literally what he's saying is if there is no love, what you have is empty worship. Whoa, wait, Paul, 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 come on, slow down. Your time in prison is really like being harsh on you. You're being harsh on us. No, what he's saying is love is the point of all of this. Love, love is the point of everything that we are a part of, everything that we do. Look at verse 2, if we could put verse 2 really quick. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains but have not love, I am nothing. Or you, can, you, can, you can prophesy all you want. You can have all the revelation of the Bible that you want. You can be the greatest teacher, the greatest tongue speaker. You can be the greatest miracle worker. But if you have love, he said, is, it's absolutely nothing. It, it does not matter. Paul is here trying to tell them you need love. Love is the main reason why we gather. The church, the church is not a building we walk into. It's a community that we're a part of. It is a church where God decided to use us as a platform to show his love so that the world can look at us and say, wait a minute, there is real love. Wait a minute, there is grace. Wait a minute, there is forgiveness. There is hope. There is a unity together of mankind. It is through his church, God's design that he wanted to use this. The church is not a building. Don't don't say, hey, we're going to church. The church is not a building. Church is a people we are. We're in this together that when we walk out of these four walls, we still have a relationship with one another. We care about one another. We love one another. Love, love. Love is not just cute words. Hey, love you, bro. Praying for you. Hey, love you, sis. Hope your marriage is better. There, There has to be something more than that. Something, something from deep within our soul. Write this down. Point number one. Love is more than words we speak. is actions we take and sacrifices we make. Love, love is more than words we speak. It's actions we take, sacrifices we make. I, I wonder if there's any action to what we say. I, I wonder if there's any action to our language, to what we're saying. Hey, we love you. Hey, hey, love you, bro. Hey, love you. Hey, have you joined the connect group? I hope you do. Love you. When people come up to us and say, I'm going through this problem, I'm going through this issue. Oh, man, I'll be praying for you. Love you. Love you. Why? Is there real, real sympathy in our heart? Is there a real care in our heart? Say, wait a minute, wait a minute. Love, love is not just saying it. There has to be action behind it. There has to be something deeper inside of us that takes us out of our comfort zone. And says, wait a minute, wait, wait, if there's somebody that's hungry, I can go to Publix and I can take some money out of my own pocket. And I can go over to their house and I can fill up their their fridge and it it will take some action. If we are going to love Miami, it's not going to be comfortable on a Sunday morning saying we love our city, praying for our city. But it's going to be Saturday morning in the hot sun where we go down these streets and say, hey, we're here to serve. We're here to love. We're an open community. You're welcome. Anytime. How can we help you? Look what the Bible says in the book of 1 John chapter 3. 1 John chapter 3 says this. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. So we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. How how do we know love? How do we know God really loved us? Because he said it? No, because he proved it. Came down and He, his only son, Jesus, says, I lay down my life. Nobody takes it from me. I willingly lay it down. For me and for you. Love, love is more than just words. We love Miami. I mean, we can tweet about it. I hope you're posting about it. We we can put it up on Instagram, but we got to be careful because we're saying it. We really got to show it. Let's be a community where we really love one another. Said it last week, but I pray we don't just come here on a Sunday and just wait to hear a word for us. And I want to be blessed today. And I want to go, I just want to come hear a nice word and then go home and watch some football. Like it's more, there has to be more to life than this. Like life, is it just about existing to get by, here's some good word, here's some good worship, and then continue on living? Or life, is it really about sacrificing and laying down one's goals, one's dreams, one's vision and saying, wait a minute, there's a greater call upon my life to show this world what love is really about. I got to, there has to be some action in what we're saying. What, what is love? What is love? Point number two, I'm out of time. This is absolutely crazy today. To receive love is absolutely free, but to give love, it will cost you everything you've got. His, his grace is absolutely free. We can receive it. I think all of us, we thank God that we, we didn't do anything to receive his love. Just, just, he came. He loved on us, absolutely free. But now he calls us to go and love one another. W- what is it going to cost us? Everything. Well, what do you mean everything? Everything. It it might cost you some time. When you're getting ready to go to sleep at night, it might be 10, 11 o'clock at night, you're tired. But that one person from your connect group calls you and says, hey, I'm going through this tough moment in my house. You think you can come over and pray for me? Well, I mean, I'm in my PJs right now. Um, Can can this wait for tomorrow morning? No, wait. It might cost you some time to say, hey, you know what? I'll be right over. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to be there for you. I'm going to pick you up. It'll cost us time. It might cost us money. Hey, right now I have, I have no way to pay my light bill. And, and so we're just praying, oh man, praying for you. I pray that light will turn on in Jesus' name. God bless you. I believe in miracles, but I also believe God wants you and me to be the miracle. Oh, wait a minute. Wait, what do you mean your light? How much is it? Oh, all of our connect group, let's get together. We're going to collect some money and we're going to make sure your light is on by today. Oh, it'll cost us everything we've got, it'll cost us our reputation. Because we don't want to be seen with certain people. We don't want to be part of something. Because what, what are they going to say about us? Oh, you know what? It's not about reputations. It's about God's reputation and his love for humanity. I laid down my own self just so that people can see Jesus. It'll cost everything. Didn't it cost God everything? Look at 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4 says this, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God says, whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. What what is love? Knowing God? Knowing his love for us? Paul Paul continues to talk about love, and he says love is patient, love is kind, and he goes into the description of what love is. He's talking about agape love there. It's the love of God for humanity and the love that we should have for one another. But I want to focus really quick in the last no time left, but in the last moments that I have up here, if you love me, we're going to stay together. Verse 7, can we look at verse 7 really quick? Can you put up verse 7? I, I just want to focus on this one last part. It says, love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. If you could just leave that up for a second. This is, Paul, Paul is wrapping up, but he's talking about love. He's describing love. He says, hey, hey, it's not a clanging cymbal, not a noisy gong. He says, what does what your community look like? And he says, you know what love is? You know what agape love is? You know what the love of God is? It, it bears all things. It believes all things. It hopes all things. It endures all things. You know what this means? This is crazy. Bears. Let's look at that first, first word. Love bears all things. Literally that word, literally in the Greek, you know what it means? It's, it's like a roof. It covers. Love covers one another. Meaning if my brother or my sister are going through a moment, this community, this church does not exist to put somebody down or to expose somebody or to put somebody to shame. But I'm your brother. I'm going to come cover you. I'm going to make sure you're okay. I'm going to make sure you get back up on your feet. Oh, come on. This is what love is. It bears all things. Are we bearing with one another? Do we cover one another? Are we exposing? Have you heard what this person's going through? Do you know what happened? I hope we become the community where it's like, hey, you know what? I don't even want to know. Let's just pray. Yeah, yeah, but let me tell you so we can pray in detail. No, you know what? I don't, I don't need don't a those detail. Why, why are we trying to expose what the love of God came to cover? Love bears. If we're going to be a community that says, hey, we love Miami, can we love one another first here in this community and cover one another, protect one another? Say, I'm going to be a roof over you. I'm going to make sure you're covered. In this love, love bears all things, love believes all things. Belief. I mean, this is more than just saying, hey, hey I believe in you. This is more than just saying, hey, God's going to use you. God bless you. Do we, do we really believe? You know what believe is? is? is saying, hey, if somebody did you wrong, you say, hey, you know what? She didn't mean that. He didn't mean that. Literally, is giving people the benefit of the doubt. Are we a community that when people do us wrong or when people make a mistake, we say, hey, she did it on purpose. He did it on purpose. I'm never going to speak to this person again. I I don't even want to see this person in my connect group. If I walk into my connect group and they're there, I'm walking right back out. They did me wrong. They did me dirty. Oh, they, they said so and so. You know what love is? Hey, you know what? I believe she didn't do that on purpose. Hey, you know what? I believe he didn't mean that. He didn't mean that. She didn't mean that. And you know what? I believe the best in them. And you know what? Uh, You know, it's okay. It's okay. I'm going to give that person the benefit of the doubt. Are we walking around with preconceived notions and ideas about people and already prejudging them? Or are we really believing like God believed in us? Love bears, love believes, love hopes. Hope is beyond belief. Hope is knowing that this person is going to turn around. Even when they're in the worst of the worst, it's saying, hey, you know what? There's going to be a turnaround in their life. Don't Don't worry about it. I'm hoping in love. Literally, you know what hope is? Hope goes beyond just saying, I believe in you. Hope is literally saying, I'm not going to take a snap, a screenshot of this person's life. I think so often we put people in boxes. Imagine God were to put David in a box when he was an adulterer or when he was a murderer. How many times do we box people in in a season of their life? Hey, they're a sinner. Hey, they messed up. Hey, they did this. Hey, they did that. And we box people in. God said, no, David is a man after my own heart. Life is not about one picture. Life is a movie. Let's believe in people. Let's not box them in to one season of their life and say, this is who they are. This is who they're always going to believe. Hope believes beyond what we see. It is a journey. And I know we say it often. Oh, it's a journey. We're all on a journey. Then give people the benefit of the doubt on that long journey. Don't keep them in a box and in a single season. Maybe in one season, they were, they were frustrated. Don't keep them there. Say, that person, they're just angry all the time. Wait, get, hope, believe, hope. Yeah. Is this love? Do we really love? Are we a community that say we really love one another? Like, let's be a church that we're just not play actors. We're just not in a the theater. We're just not a cult. It's not empty worship, but there is love. The love of God that came down, captured our heart, gripped our hearts. And now because of that, I have to love my brother and my sister because God, a love that I didn't deserve loved me. Yeah. And he says, love, it endures all things. It endures all things. You know what literally endure means? It literally means you don't reject anybody. It literally means you hold on to the very end. Even when you're pressed around and everything wants you to give up on somebody, you, you endure. Hey, this person has done something so that I can retaliate. Oh, I'm going to reject this person. But you know what? Love goes beyond that. I'm not going to retaliate. I'm not going to fight back. Oh, this person is talking about me. This person is saying this and this about me. You know what love is? Love goes beyond, beyond that. It says, I'm not going to retaliate. I'm not going to reject this person. I'm going to love that person. doesn't mean there is no room for correction or to sit down and talk to somebody and, and tell them the truth in love. But it does not give us the authority to hate and to expose and to shame somebody. You want to talk about me all you want? That's fine. I choose to love. Imagine if we all live like this, what a community will be. What, what, what will we be if we all begin to live like this? If there is now a church that we love one another, we care for one another, we don't just say it with our lips, but now we're doing it with action. Now, now, when the service is over, we can stop and look at somebody in the eyes and say, how are you doing? Can I pray for you? Oh, come on, what is it that you need? Do you need some money? Do you need some food? Do you need somebody to go pray for you and your family in the hospital? What can we do? We're, we're a city. We're a community in a city that needs to see the love of God. How are they going to see it in me and in you? I love Miami. We can tear down the walls. And we can make bridges. But if they get in and there is no love, then what, what's, the, what's the point of it all? Are we missing the point? Go back to 1 John chapter 4 really quick. And with this, I do finish, I promise. 1 John chapter 4. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. Says this is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. Says this is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us. And he sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. It says, dear friends, since God so loved us, we ought to love one another. Oh, wait, if God loved us, we, we should love one another. Look what it says. No one has ever seen God. But if we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. Miami's saying, hey, we can't see God. This city is saying, hey, where is God? I've heard about God. I can't see him. I'm looking up in the sky. I can't see him. Where is God? I don't see God. We go and we talk to some co-workers, We talk to some family and we talk to some friends. And very easily they get to say, there is no God. I don't see God. This is what I'm going through. And this, I mean, if there was a God, he would really love me. I wouldn't be going through this. Here John is saying, nobody has seen God. But if his love is complete in us, if it is in us, He's chosen to use us so that we can be the hands and the feet of Jesus, so that we can walk through the city and say, wait, you're going to see the love of God in me and in you. We're going to be a community and a church that does not care about reputation, does not care about money, does not care about a status, does not care about people as far as statuses and who they are and what they represent. It's everybody's welcome. Tear down the walls, make some bridges, love on one another, serve one another, don't back, don't backstab one another, but really, care for one another now they'll see the love of God when you see that kind of love it's like wait a minute I have to be a part of that church I have to be a part of that community that that that's real love that's real love I pray that today we can literally leave out of here saying God what can I do tomorrow to really love my neighbor What can I do tomorrow to really love the people that I say I love? That before I send a text that says love you, that I really think about it, I mean, how can I really serve and love this person? That before we go and our mouth is about to open about some person and, hey, you heard what's happening, we say, wait a minute, I want to love, cover, I want to believe, I want to hope, I want to endure to the end. We can close our eyes and bow our heads. Church, I pray we are. That community. I pray we are that family that we don't just wait till a Sunday morning. But in our Monday or Tuesday or Wednesdays, we go out of these four walls and really love. Really care. Really cover, really hope, really believe, really endure. Maybe you're in here and you're saying, Alex, I don't know God. I'm far away from God. I don't know this love that you're talking about. This love is, is the love of God. The best love in the world is a God who loved us so much that even when we were in sin, and maybe some of us in here were saying, Alex, I've been making bad decisions. I've been following the wrong path right here, right now. You're saying, I don't have a relationship with God. I'm far away from God. God is here, and he knows, and he loves you, and he has a plan and a purpose for your life. Don't wait for tomorrow. The Bible says the day of salvation is today. God loved us so much that he sent his one and only son to come and die for you and for me. This is love. It had some action. God came down in human form, went up on a cross. He took all of your sin, my sin, all of our shame. And on that cross, he laid down his life, went into the grave for three days, and after three days, he resurrected. Jesus is alive today, and he's offering you a relationship with God the Father. He's offering forgiveness of all of our sins and The greatest love you could ever know is the love of God. With every eye closed, every head bowed, and a moment of privacy right there where you're at. I'm going to count to three. If you're in here today and you're saying, Alex, I need a relationship with God. I want to start a relationship with God today. I don't want to leave out of here the same. I know there's a God who loves me. He doesn't care where you've been. He doesn't care where you're at right now. He's waiting for you with arms open wide. If that's you, at the count of three, I want you to raise your hand right where you're at. I'm going to acknowledge you and you can put it right back down as eyes are closed, heads are bowed, as the church is praying. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand. High enough and long enough for me to see you. And then you can put it down. One, two, three. Raise your hand. Amazing. Amazing. God bless you. 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 And God bless you. Awesome. Awesome. Amazing. God bless you guys. These hands that went up, I'm going to say a simple prayer. And I want you to repeat this prayer from the bottom of your heart with everything that you've got. We're just asking God to come into our life. And today I believe is going to be the beginning of the rest of your life. Say, Father, thank you. For today, thank you for this opportunity. I admit that I'm a sinner and that my sin separates me from you. Jesus, come into my life, forgive me, be my Lord, and be my Savior. From today on, I will follow you all the days of my life. I am forgiven, I am healed, I am saved. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, can we put our hands together one time? Come on, can we thank God?